Hey, it's Nick Austin, and on this edition of the podcast, we're taking a look at another labor movement that's happening right now, right here in Detroit, specifically related to union workers for Detroit's three casinos. We're talking about MGM Grand Detroit, Hollywood Casino at Greektown, and the Motor City Casino Hotel. What's happening? Well, on Friday, 99% of union workers for these casinos voted to authorize a strike if deemed necessary by the Detroit Casino Council, which negotiates contracts on behalf of all the different union locals that represent workers at these three casinos. So what's at issue right now? They don't come to resolution. By mid-October, they are now authorized to go on strike. But we sat down with Nia Winston, the president of Unite Here, Local 24, the union that represents hospitality workers, as well as Terry Sykes, a dealer at the Motor City Casino and president of UAW Local 7777, to get their take on why their members authorized this strike with such overwhelming majority, what's at issue with negotiations right now, and what they hope to accomplish before mid-October. We have Nia Winston here with us. She's the General Vice President of the Unite Here International Union. That's the Union of Hospitality Workers. She's a former food cashier at Motor City Casino and President of Local 24. Nia, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi, Stephen. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to have you here. Um, so let's talk about what's going on at the casinos, what the work is like uh, for casino workers, and why 99% of those workers said, hey, if we can't get the deal we need, uh, we probably need to walk out. So, Stephen, it's been a long time coming. Um, our contract expired during the pandemic, and the workers took minimal increases um, to keep the companies afloat. And so we are hopeful that coming out of the pandemic, while the employers have record profits, that they will recognize that the workers stood by them in order to do that, and then they would take care of the workers. And so our goal is to, again, continue to maintain that we are the reason why the casinos are there, that we made them profitable, that we love our jobs, but we just need our fair share. Hmm. So can you talk about some of the sacrifices, I guess, that you were asked to make during the pandemic. I feel like uh, casino work was kind of in its own category during the pandemic. There were, there were risks that workers there faced that other workers didn't face. I remember there was some tension uh, about that. But, but also give us a sense of whether you feel like the companies have shown appreciation for those sacrifices since we've come out of the pandemic? So time will tell um, if we reach an agreement, which we're hopeful to do, <laughs> whether or not they appreciate the sacrifices that workers made. But if you can recall in 2020, I believe the casinos had shut down twice. Mm -hmm. So many of our members, in fact, 98% of Unite Here members, hospitality um, members across the United States and Canada were furloughed. They were laid off. And so when workers came back to work, um, they had to heighten pressure of making sure that, you know, a, a, a lot of their jobs, they wanted to make sure that they were doable, that they had proper health and safety gear to make sure that the casinos were clean and then maintain. Also, we were working right outside the pandemic where, you know, like we had to work be six feet apart from a guest and you were sitting at a dealer table and there was a partition and everyone had masks and we were trying to make sure we kept the guests safe. We were trying to make sure we kept ourselves safe. And, you know, during that time when our contract expired, we took minimal increases, mm -hmm. you know, to 
the casinos were shut down. We wanted to make sure that we as workers like did our part. And I think the casinos, they forgot that. And I, I, I don't think that they've recognized where workers are at coming outside of the pandemic and how workers feel about their voices not being heard or their needs not being met. Can you give us a sense of what wages look like for the workers that you represent and the other unions uh, represent? And I should I should be clear, there is not just Unite here, there's also the UAW, there's a Teamsters Local, that's 1038, Operating Engineers Local, 324, and, and some other unions. This is a broad uh, coalition of, of labor. So let's start there. There's five unions mm-hmm. and the Detroit Casino Council. Um, so my union, Unite Here, Local 24, who represents hospitality workers. You have the UAW, Local 7777. You have the Teamsters, Local 1038, the Operating Engineers, Local 324. And over at Hollywood at Greentown, we have the Carpenters Union. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, wages are always one of the things that, that I think you're talking about in these negotiations. Give us a sense of what wages look like. When I when I have been talking with uh, auto workers, uh, people at Blue Cross Blue Shield, uh, some other workers in town about what they make, I mean, th- th- it's eye-opening, I think, to really understand what wages look like and how hard people have to work just to make a living. So I, 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 I'm going to think about, as I recall, I used to be a former um casino worker at Motor City Casino in 1999. When I started there, my job was $10 an hour. Mm-hmm. Many jobs were $10 an hour and before the unions came in. And through collective bargaining, I think um, over decades, really hard to believe it's been two and a half decades, the workers have been working at the casinos, but you know, we had a say-so in our future. We had a say-so in what those wages look like. And they were then the best jobs in hospitality in the city of Detroit. And unfortunately, that is no longer the case. Um, wages have not caught up with the employer's profits and you know, workers are just want their voices to be heard and want the employer to take them seriously and to give them their fair share, to give them a livable wage. Mm-hmm. What about the benefits uh, packages and things like that at the at the casinos? So in the casinos, we have great health care coverage and we are fighting to protect our health care coverage. Also, we're fighting to improve our retirement. In addition to making our jobs doable, you know, uh, decreasing some workloads and also addressing the staffing levels, making sure we're not doing two and three jobs um, ourselves at the casinos. Mm-hmm. And also we're, we're fighting for job security. Um, mm-hmm. uh, technology, you know, it's here and it's here to stay. And we understand that, you know, that uh, it will be here, but we want to have a voice in that. We want to have a seat at the table and talk to the employer when they introduce next new technology. We also want to make have a seat at the table and make sure we're in the discussion of making sure those are not just jobs that replace our members. There could be jobs in technology or there could be some technology that make our work a little bit easier or doable. And we want to have a conversation in that. It's not just about what the employers needs. It's also about the, what the workers needs. And then also we're fighting for a livable wage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Again, 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. You can also go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit today and join the conversation that way. Let's start here again with Peter in Detroit. Peter, welcome to the show. Hi, Stephen and Nia. Thanks for uh, this topic. Mm-hmm. I'm calling in because it, I think it's great that there's uh, five unions involved in the casinos. The casinos are very, very profitable. 
and the workers deserve their fair share. With five unions, it seems like we could get a lot of solidarity going on in terms of putting pressure on the casinos to deliver what the workers need. So I'm wondering from Nia, should you go out on the 15th, uh, what's, what's, what can we do in terms of solidarity or supporting you? Will the picket lines be 24-7? Uh, how do you conceive of what we can do in terms of support? Great question, Peter. Uh, go ahead, Nia. Um, great question, Peter, and thank you for your support. So we do have a website. It's the Detroit Casino Council, and so we will put all of our needs up on the website, and please check that out. Um, the power of solidarity is real. Um, it's in Detroit. I feel it in my bones. I feel worker support and worker solidarity. And I just appreciate your comments. Appreciate you calling in. But we'll put all the needs um, and wants up on our website. So be on the lookout for that. But, um, you know, we're looking for a fair contract. And so we go back to the bargaining table. I'm optimistic that we will get it. But should the vo- workers' voices not be heard, we'll have all that information up for you and yeah. others. Yeah. Um, Peter, again, thanks for the call. Nia, we've been hearing from lots of people over the last few weeks who aren't involved in the strikes that are taking place. Some of them are union members. Some of them are not. But the the solidarity that they feel with the people who are on strike, I think, is important. And we've been talking again about this moment, which seems to be different than what we have seen at some other points where, um, whereas I said, it's not just that workers are on strike fighting for the things that they need from their employers. There is a sense that they are fighting for workers everywhere. Yeah, so true. I mean, think about it. Detroit being the the birth of the labor movement. Mm-hmm. And there, there's a lot of folks before us, our ancestors that had to fight very hard and they had to sacrifice so, for what we currently have now. And we can't let them down. I mean, the, unfortunately, the struggles are still the same. Workers are living paycheck to paycheck. And also we have a legacy to leave for those who come behind us. It's our duty. And so, you know, when I see the solidarity and I feel the solidarity, I mean, it's not new to me. This is Detroit. Um, this is a labor city with a lot of labor love. And whether you're a union member or a non-union member, many of the issues are the same. You know, many of the issues that we face on our jobs are the same. And people are just compassionate because they know what they're going through their own selves at work. Yeah. Yeah. OK, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue talking about the proposed strikes the possible strikes at Detroit's casinos. Nick Austin, who is a producer on the show and a co-host here, is going to step in for me as I have to step out. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. I'm Nick Austin, in for Stephen Henderson. But right now I'm continuing the conversation we have in studio with us Nia Winston, we want to loop in another voice right now into the conversation as well. Terry Sykes is a dealer at the Motor City Casino and president of UAW Local 7777, representing the casino dealers. Terry, welcome to the show. Hi, good morning, everyone. Good morning. I mean, I know you've had an opportunity to hear a lot about what Nia is talking about from her work as a president and former food cashier, but your approach would might be a little bit different as you're someone who's a dealer, someone who's really front-facing and a lot of people think about uh, when it comes to their roles, their times at casinos. Can you tell us what the perspective is of dealers when it comes to the labor negotiations right now, what you guys are fighting for, uh, and any info that you'd like to add to this conversation? 
Absolutely. Um, along with what Nia was saying, as far as um, my members are basically sick and tired of being sick and tired. Um, fair wages, uh, and I do agree with Nia, we have some very good health benefits there at Motor City, uh, all three casinos, and we don't want to lose that. It's been 24 years, almost 25 years we've held on to this insurance, and we definitely don't want to let it go now. That's one of the main things that my members are um, pushing for us not to um, let them mess with. But um, as far as fair wages, um, 24 years I've been at Motor City. 24 years and in that 24 years I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired uh, I literally went to the grocery store the other day and bought groceries spent 90 bucks and walked out of this grocery store with two small bags of groceries and that's when it really hit me is something has to change it has to change we're there it's our time is it one of those things then where you're saying the wages for workers at the casino, for dealers and the folks that you know, is not keeping pace with inflation or other uh, items? Basically, your dollar that you earned when you started there doesn't go quite as far as it did uh, as it does now because of your wage stagnation, basically. Is that what you're looking at? Absolutely. Back in 99, uh, uh, we were, I started off making $5.60 an hour. And today it's uh, $12.74. And inflation, as everyone know, is really, really high now. And it's, again, it's hard to keep up with anything when you're not making the money to pay your bills. You got to make a decision, do I pay this bill or do I, you know, buy me some groceries? And a lot of our members are working two jobs. You shouldn't have to work two jobs to take care of your household. And a lot of the members, again, are sick and tired of being sick and tired. And that's where we're at. Sure. And before we loop you back into the conversation, Nia, Terry, I would like to know from your perspective also, from what I'm hearing, right, there's a lot of external factors that are putting pressure on the wages that you're getting from your job. And I think everybody would say that fair wages are very important. Before we look at what a fair wage might look like, if we have all these external factors, right, inflation, uh, driving up prices and things like that, is there any percentage that you think or do you think government should be involved in this solution? Are there things outside the world of just your employer, since all of these issues and pressures I'm hearing about are outside, is there a role that you think the government should play in trying to lessen this burden? Um, yeah, I would say uh, I would think that the government should get involved. Because, again, they are m much aware, too, of the inflation and the cost of living nowadays. And the companies, these millionaires and billionaires, just not keeping up with it with their employees. Mm. And that's something that they need to step in and um, get corrected. I mean, because it, it doesn't make sense for me or anyone else to have to come to work, work a 10-hour shift, and they have to go to another part-time job and work another six- to four-hour shift. Yeah, I think. Take care of my household. Yeah, no, I understand that. And that gets into what a fair wage is. And, and looping you back in, Nia, I think a lot of times we use the term fair wage, mm -hmm. but calculating exactly what that is, that might be a little bit different for different people, right? What are we trying to attain? The idea that you should be able to live on one job, I think that's completely fair. But for you, is there something that you're looking at when you describe a fair wage to somebody? What would that mean for you and what your workers and what you guys are, are looking at in this matter? So when we describe a fair wage, it's similar to what Terry has said. Like our workers there who work for the most profitable 
casinos, right? So they're record profits in the city of Detroit that they should not have to decide whether they need to put gas in their car or food on their table or buy medicine for their children. They should not have to have a choice between the three. They should be making a livable wage and not working two and three jobs. We want those jobs to be the best paying jobs in hospitality, similar to what they used to be in the past, but that is no longer the case. So we want our wages to catch up with the employer's record profits, and we want them to pay us a fair share. So when we say fair share, we're not greedy. Mm. These workers are not greedy. Um, They enjoy coming to work. Again, many of them have been there over two and a half decades, and we want the employer to show their appreciation. We want the employers to bet on their workers. Their workers are the reason why that they're profitable. Mm -hmm. So I'm hearing, um, first of all, you want to be treated with respect. We all certainly want that. I'm also hearing, though, record profits come up a lot. So that would make me think sometimes businesses do better. Sometimes they don't do as well. In terms of your negotiations, are things like profit sharing, like a percentage of earnings or something that maybe you guys have a a base level wage and then it moves up or down with profits? Is that something you're looking at? Is that something you don't think should be involved? If profits is part of the argument, should profits be taken into account when they get better or worse over the course of time? Okay, so Nick, I'm going to remind you when I was speaking with Stephen. And so what we're looking for is a livable wage, Mm -hmm. right? What we're also looking for is to maintain our health care. What we're also looking for is retirement improvements. We're also looking to make the job a little bit doable, Mm -hmm. workload reductions, adjust the staffing issues and areas. Also, we're looking to secure our jobs in the face of technology to not also make sure that that technology works for the employer, but it also works for our members. Those are the things that we are seeking and we're looking for in these negotiations. But let's be clear, before 2020, we were just talking about a brick and mortar building at the three casinos. Since the pandemic, there has been online gaming and spets betting, which spets betting, excuse me, which put and push the employer more into the more profitable. So again, yeah. the workers that have not caught up with the workers yet. And so as we try to achieve those five items, we want them to, we want them to remember that we are the reason why that we came back from the pandemic, that we bust our behinds on those casino floors whether I'm a dealer or a food cashier or a housekeeper or a bartender. We are the reason why those guests come back day after day after day. It's my understanding, Nia, uh, tiered wages is something you guys are also trying to get rid of in these negotiations. Is that accurate? So um, in the Detroit Casino Council contracts, uh, there is a wage progression um, where it takes an employee, a new hire, to get to um, their max, which what we call their 100% rate. And so we are looking to reduce the time frame mm-hmm. for that. We are noticing that when newcomers or new hires come into the casino job, unlike 24 years ago when there was only one year until you get to that max um, rate that workers are choosing to leave because the wages are just not affordable and it takes too long to get that. So those are some items that we're looking at as well. You know, when I hear tiered wages as someone who's not so familiar with that environment, but maybe has worked salary positions, right? You have the idea that as you work somewhere longer, you get paid more because theoretically you do it more efficiently. I'm hosting Detroit today. I get in and out of my breaks a little bit faster. Maybe my questions get a little bit better, get a little bit of 
bump in pay, right? That's what I think a lot of people think about when they hear tier wages. Why is it not like that from your perspective in union? Shouldn't someone who's been there a little bit longer get some extra money because they may be more efficient at the job? So it's all about what the workers want and mm-hmm. what suits the workers. So our seniority um, with these jobs, it affords us um, our shifts, our station, our days off, we get to pick when we go on vacation, et cetera. But um, many of our members feels like if someone is standing side by side right next to them doing the very same job that they're doing, right, same job for the same pay, it should not take them an abundance of years to make that because we're doing the very same job. Our, our seniority affords us the opportunity to, again, for our shifts, our stations, our days off when we take our vacation. That's what our membership tells us. Terry, I want to let you jump in if you have a point on that. we got about 30 seconds, but go ahead. I want to make sure you get an opportunity to uh, discuss that also. Absolutely. I totally agree with what Nia was saying. I mean, again, it shouldn't take a person to work two jobs to take care of their household. And that's where the members are at. And the members are, they're ready. I mean, this is actually the most hype that I've ever seen the three casinos to take action to get what we want. And we're going to take that action if we need be. The last right. thing we want to do is strike, but if we have to, we will. Well, I know there's a lot of card playing, uh, dice tossing folks that hope this thing gets resolved. <laughs> so good luck to all of you out there. Again, Terry Sykes, dealer at the Motor City Casino, president of UAW Local 7777, and Nia Winston, president of Unite Here Local 24. Thanks, Thanks so much Nick. for joining Thanks us for on having Detroit me. Today. Detroit Today is produced by Sam Corey and Nick Austin. Our technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevethan. The assistant producer for our podcast is Maddie Boyd. Detroit Today's music is created by Sam Bobian and Will Sessions. We'll see you next time on the Detroit Today podcast.